Oh my goodness, it's a podcast, and and this is the intro you're listening to, Hudson's Lame Podcast. <sighs> Hello everybody, uh, I would like to take this opportunity to address something important. Um, I don't usually get serious on this podcast here, but... Uh, left brain versus right brain, my episode from two weeks ago, I think, has eight plays. And I know for sure at least five of those plays are not m- from me. That is very concerning. I am very concerned for those uh, five people who dared listen to this podcast. Um, because as we all know, this podcast is lame. It's in the title. I give you the ample warning to not listen to this podcast. And yet five people did that episode. Identity Theft has four plays. has five plays. Musical Theater Changed the Way I Write Stories has three plays, which is ironic because that's the only semi-okay episode. Is Save the Cat Actually a Good Writing Guide has eight plays. Guys, what is the world coming to? There's there's this beautiful green, well, it's actually more yellow and red as of current, but there's this beautiful, colorful earth outside of your door, outside just waiting to be explored, waited to be basked in. And all you can do is waste your time listening to Hudson's Lame Podcast. Why would you do this? At least listen to a good podcast, for goodness sake. Like, uh, 20,000 Hertz. That's a good podcast. You guys ever heard of that podcast? That's a podcast about various sounds and goes into histories about um, various... Uh, sounds that we are familiar with in everyday life. Hang on, I'm pulling it up on my podcast app right this second. The latest, the, the latest episode they released is called "The Bouge Strikes Back," and it's like a movie trailer bouges like blah, and it's really good. I, I've actually uh, learned a decent amount of useless information from this podcast. So if you're going to waste your time listening to podcasts inside, by yourself, all by your lonesome, feeling a simulated sense of human connection, don't listen to this podcast. Hey, you've been warned. This is your point of no return. I implore you, stop listening right now. (sighs) All right. Now that everyone's gone, hopefully... I wanted to just take this opportunity to um, decide what today's episode will be about. Uh, A while ago, September 2nd, 2022, last edited, uh, I I brainstormed a bunch of episodes for this here podcast of mine. Um, And I think I'm just going to pick one topic because as we all know, uh, I'm a little bit ADD when it comes to just talking uh, to myself, so I don't. I, I need to like pick something and uh, and and keep it like that. So my future episodes: what acting taught me about writing, the principle of committing, quantity versus quality, the age-old debate, Hudson's top ten movies, the different types of songs in a musical, how to subvert expectations, how to write comedy, how much training do you need for an artistic career, the key to writing good comedy. Conflict. I will never record this podcast. Guess I better not do that one. Should you give up on your dreams? Yes, you should. Ranking every way to break the fourth wall. 
types of comedy tier list. The Dunner, the Dunner Kruger effect. I don't think that's what it's called. Isn't the Duncan Kruger? Hang on, I gotta look this up. You guys should research the Dun Dunning Kruger. It's the Dunning Kruger effect. I don't know why I misspelled it. The Dunning Kruger effect is a cognitive. Well, I, I don't know if that's what the episode is going to be about. I gotta decide. Hmm. Now I gotta just consult the voices in my head to see which episode we're gonna do. Yeah. I don't know. I I don't know if I know enough about that one to. What do you think? Shut up. No one asked you. Get out. Why are you even in here? I never gave you permission to come in here. Get, just get lost. Go rent a hotel somewhere. Yeah, isn't I hate that guy. He doesn't brush his teeth as much as he should. I like you, though. You're a good guy. You're my best friend, actually. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it took me a long time to admit that, but yeah, you're you're the only person I like. feel like I can really talk to, you know? I love you too, buddy. But we still need to decide on a yeah. All right, we're talking about the Dun- Dunning Kruger effect, the the Dunning Kruger effect. Um, and what better way to do that than just watch a video on it? Okay, so this is the Dunning Kruger effect by Sprouts. It has one million views just like this podcast. On April 19th, 1995, MacArthur Wheeler robbed a bank with his face glazed with lemon juice, believing the juice would make his face invisible to the surveillance cameras. Dumb. He thought so because lemon juice works as invisible ink on a piece of paper. What an idiot. I can't believe someone would be that mentally dumb that they would stoop to the point of covering their face in lemon juice to rob a bank. Can't believe stupid people are out there. I'm definitely not stupid, though, because I'm aware that stupid people exist. And once you're self-aware, and once you're aware that stupidity exists, and that you might have stupidity, then you are immune to stupidity. It's quite a good uh, thing. Police broadcasted the security camera footage on the local 11 o'clock news. And just after midnight, Arthur was arrested. Busted. He said, but I wore the juice. Because he's an idiot. His reasoning, David Dunning and Justin Kruger, two psychologists, studied Mr. Wheeler and others like him. They came to the conclusion that people with low ability at a task tend to, paradoxically, overestimate themselves. What? Bias is known as the Dunning-Kruger effect. Let's look at this graphically. Plotting one's confidence in your ability against one's actual knowledge in a field. As we learn something new, we are often highly confident because we know so little that as soon as we know a tiny bit, we think we know it all. Hmm. Stop learning here, maintain a false sense of mastery. Those who continue learning realize things are more complex and often lose motivation. And the more they increase their knowledge, the lower... That's interesting. That's interesting. The more they learn, the more they decrease in motivation and the less confident they become. That is interesting, I must say. Um, because that's happened to me. 
That's literally the world I live in. If you've listened to this podcast, I hope you haven't. Um, but if you have, you know that I just doubt my ability to do anything. And that's the whole reason why this podcast exists is to try and overcome my perfectionism. So maybe this podcast really is good after all. Maybe I should stop saying people should not listen to it because maybe deep down I'm good at making podcasts. I'm good at talking into a microphone. But no, that can't be it because I'm stupid because I'm self-aware that I'm stupid. So I don't end up like lemon juice dude over here because I'm aware that I am an idiot. Hmm. All right. Um, many stop at this stage thinking they've learned nothing. Only if we keep going can we regain confidence while getting better. And at the end... Sounds a lot like uh, post-irony. No, I will not elaborate. We will be full of knowledge and almost as confident in our ability as right after we started. Hasn't happened to me. In Actually, wait, that, that kind of has happened to me. I'd say like in animation... Um, because I did stop motion animation for good 10 years, uh, self-taught stop motion animation, um, just playing around, um, with the DSLR eventually and, uh, dragon frame software, which is what like Ardman uses. Um, and event like, like I feel generally confident in, in my ability to animate. Like, uh, I mean, I know several people who are far superior than me. Um, but like generally, yeah, I think, I think I did have the the this whole character arc here explained in the Dunning-Kruger effect um because like when you first start you're like oh everything I make is amazing especially when you're 12 and you're making lego movies um yeah but then there's um was like a whole like five years where I just doubted my like like I totally would have not stuck with making stop motions if it weren't for the online brick film community and contests and stuff and just stuff to motivate me like just left to my own devices I wouldn't have um gotten to the place where I got I should probably become an animator so I don't like throw away all of this knowledge but who cares a simpleton, a good student, and a wise teacher were to have a public debate. This is how things could go down. The simpleton knows just a little bit, but is very confident and voices his opinions loud. Dom idiot. It's the same. It's the same. In the video, it's the uh, it's the drawing of the lemon juice guy. Stupid. But doesn't realize it because she lacks confidence. She keeps quiet. The teacher is confident, but understands how complex things really are. Mm. Voices his opinions with reservations. Ah. And the simpleton wins the popular vote. What? That is also interesting how confidence really does make or break a lot of arguments. Because if someone isn't confident in their own um, ability to say stuff, then no one takes them seriously. Like this podcast as a in my life as a case study. Um, because when, um, yeah, because I'm so bathed in self-deprecating humor that to a point, people almost believe it. Like, like I almost hope that it's like some sort of post-irony situation where I say I'm not good just because I'm humble and people believe it. Uh, people don't believe it. People know that I'm being humble and being silly and making a joke. Um, not for this podcast, just in general. Like I like I do have a real problem in general just saying, oh, my films stink. And uh, people tend 
to just say, oh, I'm sure they're great. Um, it's a very annoying thing. Like the, 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 um, the people who are like, uh, doubting their abilities and voicing their doubts of their abilities just to get confirmation that they're not garbage. Like, come on, grow up people. Like, like it's good to be told you're not garbage, but like, come on. Anyway, what was I saying? I don't know. People tend to trust certainty. Research from North America, Europe, and Japan suggests that culture plays a big role. From assessments of one's own ability to drive, we know that 93% of Americans... Did they say Europe? I don't trust any Europeans. ...think they are better drivers than average, while only 69% of Swedish think so. In Japan, on the other hand, people in general tend to underestimate their abilities as a strategy to see their underachievement as an opportunity to improve. Doll, hey, that's me. I'm not Japanese, though. That doesn't make any sense. Setting out on a journey of learning can be a daunting experience. What starts off as a leisurely stroll soon changes into an intense battle of willpower between you and an intimidating amount of knowledge. Do not give up. The longer you fight, the more power... Wow, wow, wow. Inspirational, inspirational. Win. And in the end... Blah, blah, blah. Here, you may be... Wah, wah, wah. Socrates, who hey, I, I'm not going to be Socrates. What are you talking about? If you looked at me, listen to me talking... Like, I, I'm not, I'm no Socrates. What are you talking about? Hmm. <laughs> thousand years ago, left us with a quote of wisdom. I know that I am intelligent. Socrates' Enneagram type is seven, according to Personality Database, um, which kind of, like, can you be an Enneagram seven and be a philosopher? Because... We all know that labels cannot be changed, and anyone with a label that would be similar to Enneagram 7, same Enneagram type as the cat in the hat, should not be able to philosophize and communicate ideas as coherently as Socrates did. Or then again, it could be the Socrates. The Socrates in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure is definitely an Enneagram type 7 because he's an idiot. And that's part of the humor of uh, the, the, Bill, the Bill and Ted Socrates. Anyway. Because I know that I know nothing. Because, because we're so like entrenched in our labels, even with like typology, um, that we can't, you know, it, like, like, like uh, the stereotype is for like the Enneagram type four, like they can't be happy. Why? Or they're more prone to like, you know, uh, alcoholism or suicide. It's like, why, why do you have to proclaim that over people? Why, why do people have to stick themselves in these boxes that they can't get out? And like, why, why can't sevens be allowed to be sad sometimes? Like, why? Why can't sevens be philosophers? That was my point with all that. And the, the point with all that is, is as I don't, uh, I'm skeptical towards typology like Myers-Briggs or Enneagram or just general labels. Um, because I am an angsty 17-year-old. <clears throat> oh, the end of the video. Okay, cool stuff. Um, so basically, uh, the idea of the Dunning-Kruger effect is that when starting out with 
a new study of knowledge, us human beings tend to be overcompetent, overconfident going into it, um, just starting out. Um, and then as time goes on, uh, we realize that we don't know everything and that a area of study is more vast and more complicated than we could ever realize. And then we sort of uh, return back to the original form when we are old and have beards and have been studying something for a very long time and um, we're good all of a sudden. What about prodigies? Riddle me this, Batman. And by Batman, I mean uh, Sprouts YouTube. What about prodigies? What about uh, the, the kid in Searching for Bobby Fisher who is just naturally good at chess? Or The Queen of Cotway, another chess movie, both fairly good chess movies about chess players who are also children. What about those guys? Uh, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I don't but I, I do think there is a, a level of truth to this, um, definitely. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm sort of a living example of this in everything that I do. Uh, you know, and ever since I became aware of this, uh, th th this theory, um, I've sort of just doubted everything I've done. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know if it's great to tell people that, that, uh, only after a very long time of study can you become competent in a skill or uh, familiar with an area of knowledge. Like, yes, an, an area of study is more vast and big than uh, one can discover in a short amount of time. Like, for example, if I, I, I couldn't debate, like, philosophy, even though I have studied a bit of, like, philosophy and I've sit down on my thumbs and thought about the meaning of life and where we all came from and why we're here, I wouldn't be able to debate philosophy um, because I haven't immersed myself in it for a long enough amount of time. So it also probably depends on what you're studying, too, because in music, this, this was something I was... Uh, facing when I started composing. I, I've mentioned that a few times. I'm um, sort of a self-taught composer working on an original musical. Wow, so cool, Hudson. Clap, clap, clap. Wow, you're so impressive. I wish I could be as cool as you. Um, when I started out doing that earlier this year, um, still to this day, I felt like this incredible amount of why am I doing this? I'm not going to be able to be competent at writing music because uh, people like Stephen Sondheim worked for years to be able to write something at the caliber of Into the Woods or Company or Sunday with In the Park with George. And like Lin-Manuel Miranda worked for years and uh, Jonathan Larson wrote like five musicals before he was able to write um, his uh, Tick, Tick, Boom. Um, and it's just... You know, like, knowing all that, knowing this theory, it's like, why would I even try, you know? Be that, I'm, it, that Which they mentioned in the video. There's, like, the, the, motive, the, the loss of motivation. Um, but the truth is you have to get through that to get to the point where you're good. And that's really scary because I don't want to make garbage. I don't want to make trash. But that's sort of the only way to get to making competency is to just make a lot of garbage. So that's interesting. But I don't want to make garbage. And uh, I, I think I mentioned this in one of my like ADD um, 
9 p.m. episodes. But the... Um, uh-oh, my train of thought. Oh, no, it's happening. When faced with imposter syndrome, maybe that's the best way uh, of putting it, or doubts about one's own uh, ability to create something, you have to act as though you're good at it and just get it down. Because, um, you know, and any type of doubt... And where, where does doubt come from anyway? Where does doubt of competency come from? Is it just from worrying about what other people th- will think? That's what uh, I, I was reading an interview uh, for Don Hertzfeldt, who I mentioned a few podcast episodes ago, um, a- independent animator. Um, he said that the one thing he tries to avoid when creating is thinking what the people he knows in his life would think about it, which makes a lot of sense because that may possibly be one of the greatest enemies to authentic creativity because what is art quintessentially? It's taking one's soul and portraying it onto a piece of media. And and whether it's good or bad or not comes from the audience's reception of it if the audience likes it that means it's good if the audience doesn't might like it that means it's bad but what if one person in the audience likes it and everyone else hates it what if one person truly wholeheartedly loves it even though everyone else hates it that still makes it good uh or does it i don't know there's there's no objective good or bad to something like art so maybe the dunning kruger effect you know what would have been funny if I was mispronouncing Dunning-Kruger effect the entire episode? Like every time I mentioned it, I, I, I mispronounced it. Um, maybe I'll do that from here on out. If, if, uh, so maybe art transcends the Duncan-Kruger effect in the way that good art cannot be defined. Because art is merely defined in its quality by... Uh, how the audience interprets it. Um, so in my opinion, if one person likes what you made uh, genuinely and authentically, or even if you like what you've made, then it's a good piece of art, just objectively. And uh, it might be a bad piece of art to someone else, and they can talk about it. But, you know. And so that's why Cats 2019 starring Taylor Swift is a good film. Goodbye, everybody. I don't know if I have something else to say. Hmm. Anyway, uh, research this yourself. It's kind of interesting. I think it definitely, like, I don't know. I'd like to hear what you guys think. No one ever, no, no one ever like responds to. I don't know how you would let me know what you think, but uh, I, I don't know. I, I think the like, like driving, something like driving, like was mentioned in the Dunning Kruger, or oh, sorry, uh, the 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 donut croutons video um, was that most Americans think that they're better drivers than average um, when they first start out, um, which makes sense. 
So it might apply more to things that have objective levels of competency. Like driving isn't relative. Art is relative. Driving is not. So uh, I guess if someone did listen to it, maybe I'll try to get these like chicken nuggets, these golden chicken nuggets to hand to you, listener, um, at the end of each episode. Um, from here on out, uh, my tip is sort of like in acting, you just sort of need to commit when you're creating stuff and just silence that voice of self-doubt, uh, that dunking, dunk, that, that, do, that dupus creature effect, um, cause it stinks and, uh, silence that voice of, of, of you're objectively bad at art because there is no such thing and silence the voice of what are people going to think about it. If you finish it and then you decide people are going to hate it and you actually want to like not put it out there, that's your choice. You're allowed to do that. Um, I think you should, well, I don't know if it's going to cause uh, dysfunction in the world. If, if your art contains harmful messages, probably don't put it out there, but it's always good to put it out there. And the least depre- self-deprecating you can be, probably the better. And I realize the irony of that, uh, this being Hudson's Lame podcast. But, you know. All right, guys. Have fun making stuff. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this, uh, this is the end of the podcast. <coughs> Probably should have paused before I started recording. Anyway, yeah, um, thanks for listening. Uh, this is the outro, and uh, go to uh, HudsonLudy.com for more information about um, me, Hudson Ludy, and uh, uh, I don't know. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>